Okay, so basically tonight you guys are going to join us on a date night. We don't always ask questions, but sometimes it's fun to talk about something than what you talk about all the time, which are kiddos and work and life problems and trying to find solutions. And so tonight we thought it would be fun to ask some questions that we found online. There, uh, The blog post here I will share in the show notes is 250 not boring questions. And so that sounded like, that sounded good to me. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I hope you guys enjoy these. Obviously, what's going on in the world right now in February 2022 is kind of crazy. And this is a completely off topic thing. We aren't going to be going into any of those world events. And I think a big reason for that why is actually Elisha and I were just over at my family's for a event, a like family reunion. And I was off the internet for five days and we just came back to the internet yesterday. And I was like, oh my goodness, what is going on? And I just am feeling really heavy by all of that. And so I just wanted to do something totally off topic that didn't take any brain power uh, because my brain is just like in a million different places right now. So this is a really long introduction. (laughs) I'm sorry, but I'm excited to start the podcast. Do you have anything you want to say before we get started? No, you said great things. If you guys enjoy this podcast, we would love it if you left a rating or a review or both. You can leave a rating and a review if you're feeling ambitious and generous. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, we would love it if you give this a thumbs up. You subscribe to our YouTube channel. Other than that, let's just get going. All right. The Now That We're a Family Podcast. I am glad that you're back in the studio with me. As much as I love your father, and I so enjoyed interviewing him last week for last week's episode, you are my favorite podcast companion. Well, that's good to hear because Mm. Elisha had to pull teeth to get me out here tonight. After I take a week off, I kind of just get in the groove of not coming out here anymore, Mm. and I just don't feel like I have anything to say. Yeah, this was one of those weeks we've had, we could probably count on one or maybe two hands the number of times that we've had a really hard time getting a podcast episode idea. And this is certainly one of them. And, and that's, I think, why, part of the reason why you were feeling uh, not as excited to do the podcast. And I think what contributed to a lot of that for both of us was what you mentioned in the intro, you know, kind of the heaviness of the things going on in the world. There's a a, a new war that's breaking out you know people are people are dying people are losing their lives we know a lot of people in in the ukraine um and so yeah it's just a heavy time and it's so easy to just be like paralyzed i I think that's kind of how we've felt ever since you mentioned we came back from that like ski ski trip that we were on and you come back and you and you see what's going on and uh, and we don't want to be flippant and um treat that yeah in, in any flippant or disrespectful way by any means uh, but we both just felt like it was just good to pray about that, obviously, which is a crazy, it's a funny thing that I feel like that circle of thought, it's like, oh, what should we do? What should we not do? What needs to happen? And you come to this place of like, well, we should pray almost like you're resorting to praying when Bible makes it so clear that we fight not against flesh and blood, but against, uh, you know, principalities and spiritual beings. And we're told time and time again 
to come to the, you know, we're told in Hebrews, what is it, 4, 16, to come boldly to the throne room of grace. We can come, and, and James tells us that prayer, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And we we are a righteous person, you know, a righteous man or a righteous woman. And in Christ, we are that righteous person. That's why it tells us in Hebrews, you know, after discussing the great and high priest who is Jesus Christ and how we have that, we wear the righteousness of Christ because of his atoning work. It's like we can come boldly to the throne room of grace with our prayers. So I'm saying that all to say <laughs> that Katie and I, our heart does go out to the Ukraine and our prayers. You know, we're praying fervently um, for that. But this top, we, we're not going to talk about it, like our thoughts or our, you know, we're not going to talk about that in today's episode, even though we just talked about it a bunch. <laughs> yeah, I think when Elisha said we had a hard time coming up with a episode topic. It wasn't that we didn't have an episode topic. We have a lot of different episode topics, but to me, it always kind of like layers of complexity. And with what the world's doing right now, I didn't want to address a complex topic yes. and give it really much thought. And so now we're just going to do something kind of lighthearted. And so we don't have to really think through too much. And so I am excited for this episode. Me too. That said. And so we're just going to, we haven't read through these questions yet. I'm just going I, I say that. I have read through some of them. We're going to pick them, kind of popcorn. I'm going to ask you a get-to-know-you question, and then you're going to ask me a get-to-know-you question. I like it. And we'll answer. That's great. Are you going first? Or would you I'm going to go first instead go of the computer. Okay. Does that work? Okay. So, do you... Who would play you in a movie of your life? Who would play me in a movie of my life? No one's cool enough to play Elisha in a movie of wow. his life. So like my childhood and then my adolescence and then my young adult. We don't have to pick three different actors. You could just pick one. Okay. Uh, that's a good question. I have no idea. Who, really? Yeah. I mean, I think that the most whole like lookalike thing I've gotten from people it would be the the most is by far. It's not like I've gotten a lot of this, but it would be Christian Bale. <laughs> You're is, like. Your smirk is so great. Why? So that's, that's as far awesome. as as far as looks go. I don't know if that's true. You're true way or better not. looking than Christian Bale. Well, I, I'm more married to you than he is, and so that's probably that, why you feel that's that way for sure. Yeah, I'm glad you think that. Um, so, I, but as far as like personality or yeah, that's just a hard question. I've I've actually never. I can honestly say I've never thought of that, so I don't have a good answer. I mean, that's really the only answer I could give, only because of. That's the only person I've ever been told. That's the only actor I've ever been told I looked like. Okay, so I think he could play you really well, like as far as looks-wise and everything. And But when I picture someone, just like as you were talking, uh, if he could act like the guy in Sir Walter Mitty... <laughs> If oh, he could, like if Christian ben, Bale could act like ben that Stiller? guy, yeah, <laughs> it would be perfect. Okay, yeah, awesome. <laughs> just, just at peak moments. Well, that's very, very the relevant to literally like Mitty. an hour ago. We are at the. Oh this my is, word! This is pretty in, indicative of kind of how I think we're feeling about life. Is and you bring up that light, the Walter. What's it called? Yeah, Walter I think Mitty. It's the secret this, life of yeah, Walter, Walter Mitty. Mitty. Yeah. Um, yeah, because he's always like daydreaming about stuff, and he's just like checked out mentally. And I was doing that all evening at the dinner. when you got home from Costco. I was in another. I was setting up the podcast, and I was my I was here in body, but my spirit had departed. 
and I was not here in mind and I felt bad because that carried on. It was like a two hour stretch there. It was, it like, it's like one time. Okay. He's being a little absent minded. You didn't hear me after I was like talking and filling you in on my day. And then it was like, you didn't hear anything I said, but then like two hours later, it was still happening. Yes. we are. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Yes. Me too. <laughs> I did. I did tune in there. Finally. Um, well, I already know what I'm going to ask you. Oh, what? Yeah. You didn't even read the questions. I've got my own question. Oh, okay. I'm going to ask you. That is totally breaking the mold. Okay. Fine. You could do it. Okay. When was the last time you genuinely felt embarrassed? When was the last time I genuinely felt embarrassed? Okay. That's a hard one to just think up with. Think up on the spot. Can you think of the last time I felt embarrassed? Um... I mean, no, I can think of some times where you probably should have felt. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm trying to think because there's definitely moments where I'm like, I am so glad Elisha is the one who was here for this. Because hmm. I think I embarrass myself in front of you the most for sure. Like something I do pretty consistently is I was homeschooled. I self-taught a lot of things. Like I, I homeschooled through college. And I would just read the textbooks. I didn't really have, like, all my professors were online. And so because of that, I pronounce words how they are written, not necessarily how they are spoken. Yeah, how they're pronounced. And so yeah. I do that all the time. Yes. Where I, like, will confidently say a word, and you're like, okay, that's not what that word is. Yeah, you're, well, I, I think I do that a lot, too. But I do that a lot. That, it was only like a month ago that we were at that Greek restaurant, and I think you oh, asked yeah. me, this was Katie, like, prepping herself before the waitress came or whatever. Yeah, I and asked him, I was like, do you say gyro or gyro? And he was yeah, like, it's, it's good, euro. <laughs> yeah, but at least you asked. I do think that you were genuinely kind of embarrassed when you came home from having your hair dyed. Oh yeah, that like that was. I was pretty because obviously the whole like gyro gyro thing isn't really that that, that embarrassing. It's like a pretty petty thing, mm -hmm. but I feel like you were like genuine, like you were embarrassed to see me. Yeah. After that, and, I, had, and I hadn't seen you like that for I, I don't know maybe ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've never seen me like this. No yeah, one exactly. has. Surprise. <laughs> um, or like today, oh my goodness, Elisha came home, came through the door, I didn't hear him, and I've been working on all this like uh, self-defense stuff, <laughs> and Elisha came running around the corner, and I did not think he was home, because I was like talking upstairs to Leon, Leon was upstairs practicing the piano, I was downstairs folding laundry, talking back and forth to Leon, and usually the kids are like, daddy's home, you know, well I guess Elisha was up there with Leon, and then he came down and like was running at me to like bear hug me and scare me. No, I just <laughs> yes. wanted to embrace oh, you. That's how yes. enthusiastic and I was about. I just about see I'm downstairs in the basement and someone's just running at me and I just scream. It like hurt my whole throat and whole chest coming out and then just dive on the bed in a pile. Yes. I was just like, you did not use any of your moves. That was a fail. You went straight to the fetal position. That was <laughs> your response. Anyways, yeah, you're still getting that muscle memory down. Yeah. But um, that said, I don't know. I, I embarrass myself pretty consistently with Elisha, but he always laughs with me and it's always a good time. Oh, yeah. That's the joy of marriage. You get a a bunch of practice reps with your spouse, you know, like before you take it to the public. Yeah. You're like, how does this sound? How does this look? Yeah. yeah. 
for sure. Okay, if you had to go back to any time in history, where would you go? Hmm. Well, I every, anybody that knows me knows I've been on a pretty strong four-year Louis L'Amour kick. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I guess the, the Wild West, you know, really from, I guess, what is that time frame? Really the 1800s, I think, is that's got a lot of appeal. I mean, I know I live in the West. I've grown up in the West. Even when we were just driving through Montana, you know, yesterday, um, I just love it so much. And I love the, and it's, it's crazy how like less developed it is even than now, you know, Montana, Idaho, Wyoming, how, how less, much less developed it is than the coasts. But I, um, wait, what were you saying with the less developedness? Well, it's still, it's still so, uh, it's still so undeveloped. But compared I, to the coast. Yeah, compared to like the yes. East Coast or okay. the or the West Coast. Um, but I would like to see it even less developed. It's just, I love it so much. You know, I love the rugged mountains. And so, yeah, right now, I think just because I've been in that headspace of Louis L'Amour and, and Jack London, and they, they write about the West and they write about the North quite a bit. And so, um, yeah. So time frame wise, um, probably the 1800s, yeah, in the West. It, if, if, if I was living here. Yeah, like in, a lot in of Idaho. caveats. Yeah, well. <laughs> I think that I felt that way too when we were. Um, so this last weekend, my dad was so sweet. He paid for all of us to go on this snowmobiling yes. tour, and it was two hours, like in seven degree weather. It was freezing. It was snowing, but we were just out in the middle of Montana, like near Glacier National Park. It was snowing. It was gorgeous. It was epic. It was so cool. There was all 11 of us kids, three spouses, one girlfriend, and my parents. And it was just like such a party. It was. That was a good time. Anyways, but I was thinking that out there. I was just like, oh, I just want this little cabin in the middle of nowhere. Yes. And, you know, maybe one day we'll have a little cabin in the middle of nowhere. Yes, with a nice hot tub. (laughs) Some nice 21st century amenities thrown in there. Okay, I'll ask you one. Alicia, you don't want to read my list? Well, I'll, I'll read it, but I know which next one I'm going to ask, and then I'll read it after that. Does that sound good? Okay. All right. What's your next one? What purchase of $100 or less? What's your favorite purchase, most recent favorite purchase of $100 or, or less? Hmm. Alicia sees all our bank statements. He knows I probably have not bought anything under $100 well, recently. No, not like an item because a trip to you know, Costco or the grocery store, that's, you're getting a lot of items for Yeah, that's money. true. Uh, as far as what like sparks the most joy. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's tricky. Seriously, the hundred under $100 item is tricky. It'd probably be like food things okay i got okay the kids boogie boards yes those were eleven dollars each and those are amazing game changer those have been a huge blessing to our family and we've only bust them out at church and on long road trips uh and all all you could what are they are they like is there a battery in those things there is but it lasts for forever because we haven't had to change them yeah i mean for yeah and like for three weeks so as far as forever goes <laughs> but they're like constantly on there's not an off button it's kind of yeah. weird so the kids just draw on these little boards and then they beep a button and it all erases so you aren't dealing with the paper yes trash lying around and they're really quiet in church so mm-hmm. the kids draw on them in church and i would say those 
are a very happy purchase. That's for me. been a win. That does spark joy because we wanted to let our kids draw in church. We thought that was a, re- a reasonable activity to let them do while they're sitting with us. But it did end up getting either really loud because they're like tearing paper and, and sharing paper with each other, and then really messy because then they'd bring all the crayons out and they want another page of paper. And uh, and so this has been an awesome solution to that. It's been a huge win. Good good answer. Yeah, good answer. Yeah. Uh, I would also think their jackets. Those jackets are awesome. Oh, yeah. Would you? I, I mean, technically I, you purchased that, so. Yeah, well, I was the one asking the question. I guess I was hoping you'd ask me that question. No, yeah. I'm <laughs> you see, you would say, yeah, their little orange jackets. Those are awesome. Those are a big win. Make me super happy, especially because all four kids can match now. Yes. It's not like three kids and the baby. They all match, so mm-hmm. that's really fun. Um, if you could do anything beside what you're doing now, what would you do? You know, that's pretty crazy because I feel so just, I, I don't know. I cannot believe I get to do the things that I get to do on a weekly basis. Like, of course, there's always elements to the business or working that's that, that are not enjoyable aspects of it. You know, I mean, like right now we're in tax season. So I feel like, you know, like half of my last couple of weeks have been spent doing tax stuff, which obviously isn't fun, but the business that I get to do, um, you know, that, that I'm having to do those taxes for, I love. And so it's like, I love playing music. I love, and I get to do that, you know, through Voberg Music Academy, then through recording my own music. I love creating content in the written form. I think I would love to, and I get to do that. You know, I get to create this podcast and then I get to work with our awesome team, like work, work with those people who, I don't know, are just great. I love seeing them every yeah, week. You know, I just got done doing the growth initiative which was, that was amazing, you know, being able to connect with 57 other men around the world that are like-minded, you know, that like will love the Lord, are passionate about being a, you know, a godly husband and father and, and thriving in, in their lives. Like that was surreal to be able to do that program, you know, in the name of like work, you know, it was like, it was technically, it was a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah, it was work. Um, but it was so rewarding. And so it's really hard for, I think that, uh, like if, if I'm being honest, I think really probably I'd, I'd like to feel more equipped in some more, um, like, like physically strenuous activities. And I just haven't done that for work for a really long time. I mean, growing up I did because my dad was a logger and I'd go to work with him. And then we obviously lived on the tree farm and stuff. So I feel like I did a lot of physical work growing up, but since I was like 16, I've really like, you know, just not done like laborious work and physically anyways. And, and as a result, it's just funny. I just got back from, um, uh, a winter an introduction to winter survival and shooting course. And it did as, as enjoyable as it was, it did reveal in me a lot of just like how I've kind of gotten soft basically just with the comforts of, um, of, I guess our society. That was a pretty epic trip. We could do a whole podcast on that trip. It was. Lush is a good storyteller. That was great. But I tell you what, that, yeah, well, we don't need to talk about that now. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah? ask you a question. Yeah. Maybe you can ask me another question and it can be about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> no. We're just, we're just going uh, off script here. Um, mm, let's see. This is an interesting, this, so these, this is called, what's this called, Katie? 250 non-boring questions. Okay. When you want to give up, 
what is it that keeps you going? <laughs> okay. Just like the way you read that. If I want to give up, what is it that keeps me going? Yeah. Well, it probably depends on what it is that I want to give up in. But I think that I usually really know what I want. Like the end goal is mm. very crystal clear in my mind. And so I just want the end goal so bad, I'm willing to do whatever it takes. And so like it's random stuff. Like we got this gigantic, huge mattress and I couldn't get up it up the stairs, but I was trying to film this YouTube video and it had to be done that day. And Elisha wasn't coming home from work until like eight at night. And so I just like pushed the thing up the stairs and it took me like 45 minutes. Oh, that was that back at our town home? Yeah, at our town oh, home. Yes. And I was just like sweaty and it fell down and slammed my toes. And like, this is like a very physical <laughs> example, but I was just like, I will get this up the stairs because if I had to get pulleys and straps and haul it up there or whatever, I was just going to do it. Hmm. I would have called someone and asked them to help. Like there's really no wall I won't go through when I really want something. So. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting because really you, I think I have a really good job of, you do a really good job of, for the most part, not biting off more than that you can chew. And so I don't think you are um, put in a situation, and that is because you count the cost before you dive in a lot of times, I think. And we, we do that more and more now. We're getting better life. and better. There have definitely been times, yeah, where we've made decisions or I've made commitments and then that's been a result of a sacrifice that our whole family is all of a sudden making. It's resulted in our, in our, whole in order to fulfill that commitment. Gotcha. Yeah. The yes. whole family. And that's been really unhealthy. And, um, I think we've gotten, I would say better and better. And yes. that not happening. Yes. Uh, that was a pretty common occurrence. Yeah. The first couple of years of marriage. Yeah. I think with that one, it's like you, um, you, you, we, you, we, you and I really have been aligned on since the beginning of our marriage on just priorities or, you know, our giant five, just being our faith and our marriage and our children. And I don't think that, and, and when you make decisions and make commitments or start, you know, projects ba based off of that, then usually you know what's worth giving up on and what's not worth giving up on. Yeah. And so I don't think, I don't think we have any issue get like quitting something well, if it doesn't align. Yeah. I would say, I like to say I, I do stop things. I mm -hmm. think stopping is different than quitting because it's deciding to end a chapter in life because not because it's too hard or because you can't do it, but because it's actually not best. Mm -hmm. And I know that we could play mind games with ourselves and whatever and talk ourselves really into anything that we yeah. want, but if Elisha's like, okay, this is really not a good thing for my, our family. I feel like it's really not a good thing for my family. We will stop and pivot. Yeah. And, um, that's definitely happened. But I would say also, I think a lot of who you are as an adult is, is depends on how you were raised as a child and you can cultivate new character and, and all those things. And you and I have grown a lot since being married and since being adults. But there are so many things I say in my head when I really hate doing something or really don't want to do it that my parents told me about myself. Like, Katie, you're so, you have such a great work ethic mm. or you're so creative or you could figure out anything or you're such a good problem solver or like all these things. My parents were so affirming and I just, I will think of that in moments where I'm just like, this is too hard. Mm. I can't do this. It's just like, 
no, it's like these positive affirmations that someone else has spoken mm. into my life. And I think it's just as easy to play tapes of things that people have said that were negative to you and kind of get those voices to talk you out of things that you're doing. But I don't know if I've kind of blocked out those voices or if I didn't have a lot of them in my life because, um, the affirmations definitely outweigh those negative voices when it gets into a battle of the, the, The I don't know, the wills. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You're so right. And I think that's, you and I are way different in that, in that case where the, the voices in my head I think we're always the negative ones. Just kind of like, oh, you never follow through. You start so many things and always drop them. Like that's what I would. And it's just so you. It's then it then you do that. You know, you like live into that. And I think we've been really well. You've helped me like not speak those things in my head with as far as the self talk. But um, it's also made us very intentional how we speak to our kids. We want to, you know, promote character. You know, be like, hey, you are you're a good worker. You're diligent. You know, like you you do hard things very well. And I want to point out, this isn't a difference in how Elisha's parents talk to him and my parents talk to me. It's what we choose to remember, hmm. I think. And yes. uh, oh yeah, because my parents were know, extremely positive. Yes. Yes. And I just my brain does think optimistically, and Elisha's brain is more of a realist, and so sometimes pessimistic yeah. <laughs> yeah. sometimes he has to be like hey katie that's not really a great idea you know think that through and sometimes i'm like hey focus on what went well here things yes. always go wrong so. yes you're yeah. so right uh that's good yeah that's good katie there, babe. You go. there you go um okay so i'm gonna pick another one here would how can someone lose your trust how can someone lose my trust? Hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think that, hmm, that's a good question. I think just, um, I don't think I've trusted that many people in my life. Um, yeah, like just, I just, I just know who I've trusted. And I think that, that so it's, I feel like I've only lost trust for, to a couple, for a couple of people. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it, I don't even think it's like necessarily, hurt a relationship that which you know that might seem like impossible i think it's, i've just shifted my expectations just kind of like oh i something will happen i'll see um i'll see a response to something in a certain way and it's like oh like mental check like i'm not going to trust them going forward with this information you know i'm not going to trust them with this part of my heart you know i'm not going to be as open with them, uh, does that make sense going yeah, forward? Absolutely. And usually, it's just it's like I think probably the, the, what would lose trust, what would cause anybody to lose trust, you know, just um, probably like you know bombastic emotional, you know, reactions to something, um, or just a, a knee jerk hurt, hurtful thing, you know, that that is said or something extremely just kind of um, yeah, like la- what seems like lacking self control, you know. Um, and so I don't think that's happened very, I can think of like literally probably two times where that's happened. And, um, I would say I'm like awesome friends with those people. Does that make sense still? It's just like, oh, I've got, you know, it's a very small group of people that I feel like I trust, you know, Mm -hmm. um, as far as like sharing my heart with trusting my kids with all those things, you know, trusting you with. And, um, so I think that what makes me, what makes me lose the trust is, um, it, yeah, it's, I think probably a lack of self-control. Yeah, not being like a safe place, just kind of saying the first thing that comes to mind. It's funny because I feel like I've definitely lost your trust before. I don't feel like we're in that. Oh, not at all. I think it's been a long right time. Now. I would say like three or four years probably. Yeah, 
that that's happened. Well, it's good to hear. Yeah. But I think like, yeah, the first, I mean, probably weekly, I would respond to something more explosively. Hmm. I think our first like six months of marriage for sure. Hmm. Yeah, but. not weekly. I, I can. <laughs> I think I, so. That happened just like a couple of times. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh wow! I get to I get to go again here. Okay, Your here turn. we go. I mean, that's um, the whole thing, though. Like when you're newly married, you just—that's when you're learning about each other, and you have to build that trust over time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just happen right away. Mm. Long pause for the question. What are you most proud of? From the last year. What am I most proud of from the last year? I would say um, completely transforming my, the trajectory on which I was going. Hmm. And, and this, you've been the biggest part in that. And that is, I just, I think I was really heading into a culture where I was just full-time working and I needed someone to cook for me and I needed someone to clean for me and I needed someone to take care of my kids for me. And, uh, that's where I was going. You know, that's the Google searches I was doing. You're like house cleaners and cooks and Mm. because I was making money and I just praise God for the shift that he made because this has been the most free, peaceful, fun, loving, uh, year of my life. And, I'm just so grateful that the Lord knew that he, I think he initially placed that desire on my heart in the first place to be a wife and mother hmm. first and foremost, and then, um, have these, you know, fun hobbies on the side. Hmm. And then I think he was just faithful to remind me of that and to close certain doors and to make certain doors so painful that I wouldn't go through them. And so I'm hmm. really grateful. And I, I'm grateful for you too. And being like, I'm going to take everything on. I'm going to take everything off your plate. We're going to shift this weight of responsibility here. And uh, we aren't going to move forward in the way that we were going. Yeah. And so I'm pretty proud of that because I I was involved in every single aspect of our business in a pretty heavy way. And I couldn't have foreseen how quickly and smoothly we, we would have gotten out of that situation. And I'm so thankful. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm so grateful for that too. And I couldn't be happier that you're as fulfilled and joyful as you are, you know, really embracing the the life that you are now living, you know, as a mommy and homeschool mom. And, um, yeah, just like leaning into it, fully embracing it. It brings so much peace and joy and happiness into our home. And it, and it gives me so much confidence because what that communicates to me is you're like, no, you are, like you are fully capable of providing abundantly, oh, yeah. you know, financially for us. You and are. that's, that's what you communicate when you, when you do that. And that makes me live into that so much more. Um, well, but that's yeah, actually it's just been really fun too. It's just seeing all the projects that you've started this last year with that freedom. Hmm. And that's been like super cool to be a part of. And I'm just so proud of you. So, well, I'm, I'm so grateful that, yeah, like you said, the Lord's been faithful to, to, I feel like bring us both back to that time and time again, because early on when I was basically having to work full-time jobs, um, to keep the bills paid, you got the businesses started a lot. I mean, we started them together, but then you would really like keep them afloat during the day yes. while I was at, at work. And then I'd come home and you'd kind of catch me up on everything. I'd kind of have a checklist of like, okay, okay. this is where we need you here, here and here. Yes. And you kind of like do those tasks. And it was so fun initially because it was the side hustle. Mm -hmm. It's like I was going to work. I was paying 
all of the bills, keeping expenses paid. And we were working on the side hustle, you know, together. And so you were telling me what to do and it was really fun. And then all of a sudden when that became the, the when that was the breadwinning money, you know, and, and what we were living off of, we didn't realize how much of that, how that those roles hadn't shifted where you yeah. were still directing me and, and telling me how to do the different things and it, what it would be done. It was fine being like the helpful wife, I guess was like, Oh, do this, do this, do this. It wasn't fun being like the boss. The boss. Feeling. Yeah, exactly. It was not fun. Yeah. And, and we were both trying to find a way around that. And just the way we did it, we just ripped the bandaid off. We just went for it. And it got to a place where we were, we, we valued the function of our marriage and our home so much more than money and whatever monetary loss could potentially come from doing this dramatic shift. And so it's, it's crazy that the, that, that, you know, the businesses have, have done as well as they have since then. Cause we it's made this dramatic, really change, crazy. this dramatic I shift. I feel like you were just waiting to get off the leash and just go do your own thing. No, I'm serious. No, the, I Lord's, really, the Lord's blessed it, which I'm Lord so grateful for, but he got us to a place where we didn't. And that's still where we're at now is that there's no way we would, I feel like compromise the health of our marriage and our family again for, I mean, I'm sure we'd be, be tempted to, but I know no. we don't want to, you know, no, like it's go, just, go back. It's such a core value. Like I would literally move back into an apartment, start mm-hmm. renting again and sell our house if we needed to do an income cut in order to keep our lives functioning the way that they are. Yeah. And like, as a part of that, it's been so cool to lose my iPhone this last year. Yep. Um, be an iPhone free family between both of us or smartphone free. And then I think too, just like, I've been so grateful for the club and all the women in there. And I just feel so humbled to still be able to be a part of that. Oh yeah. And, and that's been something that's just like, I thought that changing my focus and energy, that was just going to kind of dwindle away, hmm. but that has just grown exponentially. And just the women in there are so amazing. And so, yeah, I guess I'm just really grateful. Like pride is uh, saying I'm proud of any of that is kind of a, the total opposite of the term I would use. Cause I would say, I'm just so humbled by those things that I have the ability to stay home. I still have the ability to be a part of this incredible community of women and that I have the ability to watch you do all of the things that you're pursuing right now. It's just incredibly humbling. Mm, yeah. So that makes sense. And it is, we, it's, it's, I feel like the, what we do right now is so fun because you are so invested in our home and the children and, the flow of it but then you get there's so much time on the edges for you to do these fun things to do the podcast do to do the get it all done club and so yeah it's a really fun flow right now it's pretty fun uh do you believe in soulmates why or why not i don't even know what does that mean what is a soulmate i don't know what's your definition of a soulmate um i guess probably not then yeah if i don't if I, I have to define it for myself, I think Elisha, like, does that I think, mean like there's one no. person created for you or yeah. something like that? Yeah. I mean, I think that like God is sovereign over all things. He's sovereign. Yeah. But, I mean, he's sovereign over everything or he's not sovereign at all. You know what I mean? Like that's by definition, I feel like sovereignty. And so clearly he's sovereign over all of those things. And so I feel like you and I are together a part of his, um, divine sovereign plan. Um, as, as a married couple. So does, is that mean yes? I don't know. You know, like, I don't know. So do you think that we could have ended up with other people or that that just like was impossible? Yeah. I mean, I think that we almost did like, that's, what's crazy. I, I don't know. Yeah. We both almost like we're engaged to other people. 
Yeah. You know, and it was kind of crazy circumstantial things that it was God's sovereignty, you know, that, that ended those relationships. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't, I do not know. Again, God is sovereign and I don't, in my finite human understanding, know how that works um, with humans will, you know, with, with whatever level of free will we have. I don't know how that works together. Well, I feel like that's a safe answer to say, uh, God is sovereign because it's true. The whole concept of soulmate is a man-made concept. So does it work in the big scheme of things? Does it not? We don't really know. Yeah. I don't think we never will. Really yeah. Know. And maybe people talk about this that are not like, I, I, we, this has probably been said by a lot of people, but I remember a pastor saying like, you know, you married the right person by whose name's on the, the marriage certificate. Um, and that kind of takes away the whole, like, like, I don't think there's somebody that you meet and that you just like magically connect with and you get along for 80 years of your life. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. I thought you were going to say, I don't believe in soulmates, but then you took it the whole God is sovereign route. And then it's like, Oh, maybe he does yeah. because you've always told me. And, and I agree with you. Compatibility doesn't really matter. You can just, find someone, marry them and make it work. I think, I think people have probably done that forever. <laughs> yeah. As long as you have that same, I mean, I think the most, the core important things are like your fundamentals, like yeah. sharing the same faith mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. Um, same belief system values, but yeah, like arranged marriages have been around forever yep. and couples have come out with incredibly good marriages. Yes. Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, I don't know. That's just, j- just making a marriage, not just work, but thrive. Obviously it takes, it takes two, but it doesn't, it takes two like being willing to grow and grow with each other, and you know, work, and, and work and effort and not, not just like magically align on everything. Yeah, exactly. Cause that's just, and also people are changing all the time. It's like, you're such a different person than you were when I married you. And I'm a different person than I was when I married you. And so if you married the your soulmate then, well, then you could be like, well, I'm not that same person, you know, now. And so hopefully you changed in the exact same, at the exact same rate in the exact same direction that I did. You just have to always be growing together and, and working for it, I, I feel like. Yeah, that's good. Anyways. Are you done? I'm done. Elisha <laughs> yes. Stefano, the soulmate question put him in a bad mood. No, it didn't put me in a bad mood. It just, I feel like it got like more serious than it was supposed to. I you like, like got all uncomfortable and are all like, like wow. twitching and getting upset in your chair over there. I was, I was like, how, what, like what, what I, have to, I brought up the intersection of God's sovereignty and man's free will. And I'm like, oh boy, I do not know about that very well. So, <laughs> I just opened a whole can of worms. Oh, oh my goodness. Man. Okay. Well, that was a really fun little get to know you session. Yes, it was. It's fun to do that. And, and that's the thing. It's a fun thing to do. It is a really fun thing to do. And I, and I like that we're doing that even, I like it for our sake. I know that it was a fun podcast and hopefully the listeners enjoy it. And it, it gives some ideas, but Katie and I were just talking about this on the drive home from Montana. I think because we were starting to hear about the stuff of the world that, you know, the wars and, and whatnot. And, um, we were like, boy, we don't want our, our marriage to always be just duty and kids and responsibilities and, the next, the, the checklist or the, you know, what next week has to, the hurdles of next week, because it can, it, it can easily turn into that. And, and it's like, we can enjoy each other. I'm like, there's nobody I'd rather do that with than you, as far as, you know, tackle the to-do list of next week. 
Um, but I also just want to have fun with you too and make time to have fun and enjoy you for who you are because you are a fun person. And yes, there's nobody I'd rather do serious things with than you, but boy, there's nobody I'd rather do fun things with either. And so I like doing fun things. Well, a little bird told me we're going on a trip next week. Is that right? Just you and me. Yeah. Hopefully that all comes together. (gasps) So many logistics to get in place before then. We're going to have earned this. Yes. We'll see if it happens or not. (laughs) Yeah. But I will, I will link the, uh, little article. I just Google searched fun questions. Elisha always comes up with great ones on his own, but I need a little help from Google. I think I got it from women's health. Well, don't want to be sending too many people there. I know. I guess that was technically a disclaimer as like it came up as the third option on Google. It wasn't like I was searching the website. Um, Not that it's a terrible website. I don't even know what's on it. Neither do I. (laughs) It just sounds nourishing. (laughs) All right. You guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope, uh, yeah, I hope you're thriving wherever you're at. Yeah. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.